Hello, good afternoon. This is Ozzy from Ozzy Tells All. This is episode 97 of the podcast. Welcome, uh, Ben, to talk about some murder and stuff. Hey, Ozzy. Hello, welcome. Nice to talk to you again. So, um, just a little while ago, um, you told me that they found the Golden State murder um, suspect. You thought you're just get your overall thoughts on that, on the whole thing that, ha- that, that went down there. Well, I'm pleased. I have I, I just started reading about it, that, and uh, kind of screwed, screwed me here because I was going to be so so organized and get <laughs> have an outline and everything, you sure. know, work that to work that up in the next in the last few hours. But uh, instead, I was just trying to read about this new thing. Yeah, but it's good news. And it's forty years in the it's forty years also in the making. Also, they got they found the guy forty years later. Yep, it's. Terrible that it lasted so long, but I guess it kind of makes it feel better that they caught him now. Yeah. I'm not sure how it works exactly, but it's yeah. nice. And the, the timing is pretty superb because uh, the book, that book just came out. I can't remember yeah. the author's name, but apparently she's a terrific writer. Right. Exactly. And died very sadly. Too young. Mm-hmm. So least there's that yeah and interesting part of it is that he is actually an ex-cop so really yeah i read it yeah, i read an article that is the guy who the guy who's the guy who, who was caught is an, actually an ex-cop you know in the bay area honestly i started reading about it yeah and then mostly i ended up just reading other people's reactions to it so yeah. i barely got any real information so ex-cop huh that's why why it took so long so long for them to find the guy you know like you don't expect a cop to be the murderer you know it it's it always it seems really unfair yeah right right that actually yeah that that kind of ties into something i'm going to be talking about later absolutely now this time i have four my i have four myself i have one from south america um alaska australia not in austria and you have one from mexico right that's right. So, so let's get into yours first. I'll be the last ones talking, I guess. But you, you do yours first, and then we'll go from there. Well, wait. Don't you have like four? Um, yeah. Should, uh, should I, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll first then? mix it up a little. I could try to do like a serial thing, like episodic, just uh, so so you don't have to just do four in a row. Okay. Yeah. I'll do one first, I guess, and then you go, and then we'll, we'll do whatever we can here. Okay, we'll just wing it. It's definitely going to sure. get winged because uh, <laughs> okay. we both want to learn more, learn more about this this new breaking news. Sure. Now, I'll give you the choice. I'll give you Alaska, South America, Australia, or Austria to start out. Let's started off with South America. We can have a strong oh. South America right. sucks theme going yeah. for today's episode. Yeah, this one is fairly um, interesting how it all went down, how he got caught. It was very interesting. But um, this is Pedro Alonso Lopez. He was named the Monster of the, of the Andes. So um, several, young, several young girls go missing then sometime later, 
the bodies are, are discovered. Um, they were strangled and raped. Then more girls gone, go missing. Um, now, the police had no leads, no suspects. But on March 9th, 1980, a stranger was selling odds and ends in the local mar- marketplace down, down in, uh, down in um, Columbia, I think, I think it was. And he talked with a woman, a vendor, about what kind of soup she had, and he was, he was looking for, um, looking, looking at her at her daughter, um, and gestured for her to come with her, with him. And the daughter told the mother, and the man left. The mother told other vendors in hopes of catching this man because just before he came in, like maybe a week or, week or two before that, the police had they told people that there's, there's this guy who's posing at posing for little girls and stuff. So he fit, he fit the um, profile, you know, of who they're looking for. And then a herd of women took him down and dragged him to the plaza and they held him, the man down until the police arrived. So it's pretty awesome to have all these, these women just hold this one man down until they, they arrived. And then um, Pedro, confessed to a fellow officer that he spent the last seven years traveling between um, Peru. Wait, he's not, he's not a fellow officer. He's just a, an officer, right? Oh, a fellow, a fellow officer, um, an officer that was okay. on the case. Yeah. He's not an officer, but he's, he was just like one of those uh, drifter types. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so, yeah, he confessed to a, an officer that he officer that he trusted, trusted actually. So he called him, uh, told him that. Um, now Pedro, the, the master of Andes, um, spent the last seven years traveling between Peru, Ecuador, and Colombia. Confessed to killing more than three hundred girls. Now um, he agreed to show the police all the grave sites. Um, the police gave the monster of Andes beer and chicken so that he would op- cooperate with all the grave sites. Now, Pedro, he was very, sa- he was very satisfied um, that he showed them the bodies and no, remo- no, no, no remorse. He's very pleased with himself. Yeah I, 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 yeah, I listened to a podcast and read a thing about him and it's really one of the most He's got one of the most extraordinarily high claim kill counts out there. Yeah. And apparently, it's fairly legit. Like, unlike say Henry Lee Lucas, where it's mostly bullshit. But apparently, yeah. this guy went and took took the cops to bodies and bodies, and they confirmed like a uh, hundred or yeah. some extraordinarily high number. And the cops are just like, "All right, enough. We're done. You know, just mm-hmm. get out another two hundred. So yep. I'm impressed with the fact that this, uh, that mother and daughter were basically doing more work on this than the entire justice Police. system of three different countries. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Badass woman, you know, badass girls for sure. Now the police only uncovered 57 bodies. Oh, that they, well, that's, but still that's a lot of bodies. Lot. Yeah. Um, it's amazing he even remembers the location of 57 bodies. I can't remember. Well, well, 
if you're that messed up in the mind, I think you might know like where you know your your pleasure spots are. I think. I think they were all in the same area too. I think also three countries and uh, this one was one of the more infuriating. Cases yeah, I felt. Yeah, yeah, it sure is. Um, now, as a child, um, Pedro was a good young man, kid who inspired to be a teacher. You know, great, great, great aspirations to be a teacher. Now, his mother. What's that? Oh, that was my attempt at Spanish. Masaminos. Like, <laughs> I think it means like so-so. Like, oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah. That that grade of an aspiration. That's more like exactly. you settle on. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And uh, now his mother. His mother. Oh, also, he's like a child rapist. So I'm going to say yeah. me wanting to be a teacher. Actually, right. not good. Right. Oh. Exactly. Exactly. Now, his, his mother says that she was loving, loving mother, but the monster of Andes says that she was a sex worker and could be both. Beat... What's that? Could be both. Yep. Yep. And he says that he beat her, beat him, sorry, and he ran away from home. The age of eight years old. Mm. Um, so that's where it all began. Now, um, he lived on the mean streets in the capital of Colombia, where a serial killer was born. Now, a man's a man offered him a warm bed and a hot meal. Said he was raped, so he raped the man that offered him the the hot bed and and warm bed and hot meal so he did not discriminate against men or women as far as you know his actions uh, the, the beast of the andes on the andes yeah oh did he kill boys too yep but most of them are girls but most okay. of them are girls so maybe just a, maybe it's like maybe did he just kill one. boys in prison or like uh like this yeah. guy here just revenge killings, but yeah, I got the impression. Get... Yeah, sex killings were all girls. All girls, yeah. Sex killings were all girls. Yeah. Now he didn't. Now he did not mur- murder this man. He, he he raped this guy. So all his killings are all girls. I'm pretty sure. Um, from what I, I saw in that documentary I watched on YouTube, but um, at age ten, an elderly couple took him in, but that didn't last very long, because at age twelve. He was molested by a school teacher, and he stole from the parents who took him in. He went back to the streets. So he had a chance to, you know, change his life around, but then he, you know, just rebelled again, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, he lived on the streets for 13, on the streets for 13 years. Um, he was in jail for stealing cars. He killed his rapists in jail as self defense. As self defense, so he was raped in jail by by guys, but he killed them, I guess, in jail. So um, it's weird. I just I heard an almost identical story about the uh, Genesee killer, hmm. uh, this, who was I don't know some white 
murderer rapist in America and child murderer rapist in America and uh, almost identical story about being gang raped in prison and then killing his rapist. But yeah. as far as the Genesee killer, I'm almost certain that it's just made up bullshit because yeah. I mean, what, he turns into some kind of prison ninja where he sneaks up on <laughs> five different guys and, yeah. and rapes them and then cuts their throats or whatever it was. I don't know. It's, it's, it sounded like bullshit when Genesee yeah. killer said it. Uh, I don't know about East of the Andes. Andes? Andes, yeah. Andes, yeah. okay. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Now, at age 23, he was released from prison and went on the hunt. So, What was he in jail for again? Uh, let's see. Oh, for stealing cars. Okay. So it's a car. It's auto, auto theft, basically. Auto, okay. this, is be- auto theft. this is still before his, uh, his murder career really gotten started. Yeah, yeah. So this is pre-murder. Yeah. So all, all he's done so far is kill cars and rape men. So far as we've done, uh-huh. he's done and kill men in jail apparently too. But um, he did prey on girls between the ages of eight and twelve. So it was only eight and twelve years old that he, he preyed on to you know to go after. Okay. And um, also, there were also um, the girls were poor, posing. So he went for for poor girls eight, from eight to twelve. And he was posing as a, as a salesman, uh-huh. saying he is lost. Um, he would take them to a place that they screamed, they wouldn't be heard. So, like a place they couldn't be heard at all. So, um, or pretty... naive girls. What's that? The, the very naive girls. Oh, naive girls. Yeah. Yeah. They sh- sure would. Now, he would spend the night with the girls. And then rape, then rape them, and then strangle them to the ne- the death the next day. So strangle them the next day. I guess, I don't know, rape them, and then strangle them the next day to death. Well. Kind of bizarre, if you ask me. I don't like it. Yeah, it's 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 not good. It's, it's, Wait, it's, this, it's, this is the girl's parents' house? These parents have some explaining oh, to do. That's... Oh, no, no. This is, he takes them to a... I, a place that that, that, no, that nobody can hear him scream mm-hmm. like, to, to, to his layer to his of, of sorts you know so I'm not sure where he went but he went to a place that, that was very soundproof apparently. I'm guessing out in the woods I'm guessing some well I'm not sure but it didn't really say where but you know but At Colombia, Ecuador, Peru yeah out in the jungle maybe A safari yeah yeah and you now, one thing to keep in mind here is that only rich people have access to police in Ecuador. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I, I'm sure he did prey on poor girls. I can't imagine he had access to too many girls with money. Well, this is where it turns. <laughs> this is where this is this is where the trail gets hot on uh, Mr. Per, no, um, like his name is Pedro. Alfonso Perez, so Lopez. Um, so he goes after a nine-year-old girl. Um, let's see, where is it at? Okay, yeah, nine-year-old girl, um, Ivo- Ivanova Jacome. Bad mistake. Her father was a very successful baker in Ecuador. Baker. Yeah, a baker. 
Mm-hmm. So I, I guess high class. He owned, owned his own shop and all that. Like uh, our upcoming Robert Hansen. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, not a murderer, presumably. Not a, right. Murdered Pedro. <laughs> well, good. we'll look at that in a few minutes as well. Parents' uh-huh. wrath. But um, he reported the daughter missing that, that led to a groundswell of others coming forward. Then the police believed all of them that the hunt, and the hunt was on. Now, that led to his capture, as I said earlier in the story, in the, in the marketplace I told you about earlier. And the thing is, that led to his capture the same day the father buried his daughter was the same day he was captured. So one, one person who, who, whose daughter was killed went to the funeral the same day he was captured. So that's a pretty good story on that end of things anyway. Busy day for dad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was charged with 110 counts of murder. This is the now, part. Besides the, the rape and murder, murders themselves, this part, this upcoming part, is what I found okay. so incredibly infuriating. Sure. Just warning you. I'm okay. Okay. Um, according to Ecuador law, if you kill one person or 100 or 100 you get the same sentence of 16 years max. So on July 31st, 81. Ah, yeah. Yes. Expand, expand on your thoughts. Go on and talk, expand on your thoughts there. If you want to. Well, I think they gave him like a whole bunch of sentences of 16 mm-hmm. years. And I guess well, they gave him a whole bunch of life sentences and a life sentence is 16 years, but they all run concurrently, which means He's got like 50 or 90 or whatever, however many sentences, but serving them all at the same time. So it's just well, that, well that's years. later on. That's, li- that's, li- that's later on, though. Oh, it I is? Feel, I, th- I, believe, I believe so. Okay. Um, it sucks either way. Yeah. So he gets out, I think. So, yeah, he gets out. So I'll let that hear in just a moment here. But on July 31st, 1981, he pleads guilty. You justify justify his killings by because the kids he killed were poor, put them out of their misery. He called them his dolls. That his mission was to save to save them. Yeah. Uh, very misguided, you know, thinking on, on his part, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, um, I don't know. It's 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 awful. And here it gets worse here. Um, or better, I'm not sure how you say better or worse, but he claimed his alter ego named Jorge Patino for the murders. So he himself did not kill, but his but his, his alter ego, Jorge, did. Oh, terrific. I, okay, there, that's something I didn't know. Yeah. Kind of a little little hillside, hillside strangler thing going on with the yeah. Yeah. Uh, multiple... The, Multiple personality, personality disorder. Personalities, yeah, yeah. 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 What is what's his uh, his other hymn's name? Jorge. Jorge Patino. Patino. I I don't suppose you ever found out where how he came up with that name. They didn't say at all. They just said he had this uh-huh. other 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 personality. So we're the we're the uh, which country is is this in now? By the way, this is Ecuador. Colombia? Um, Ecuador. It's in Ecuador. Yep, Ecuador. Yeah. Okay, 
are, are the Ecuadorian police buying this personality disorder thing? Uh, no, no. Okay, glad to hear that. Yeah. Now it gets worse though. <laughs> so next thing is he was determined. Well, this is good. He was determined sociopath. Obviously, that's not that's not no question about that. But here's the sad sad part of it though. After two years, he in prison. He was transferred to. After two years of prison, he was transferred to a different different prison, different country, mm-hmm. and he was free at the age of forty five. So he spent fourteen years. He spent fourteen years in prison. So he got he, he got released two years two years early for good good behavior on August thirty first, So he spent fourteen years in prison in Ecuador or whatever. That's he like was. a few months of prison for every girl he raped and murdered. Pretty much, yeah. Right. Now, check this out. So, an hour after he was released, <laughs> he was detained, deported to, deported to Colombia for his own safety. The parents plotted to burn him alive. Oh, okay. From Ecuador. Right. So, <laughs> and the, the parents were on the camera on the on the documentary. They're, they were. No, they were really going after him, you know. Oh, this is okay. This is not the one I saw. Then I didn't see the parents. Oh, this is the, the old, yeah. the old planning, planning tire. They planned the whole, whole thing. Yeah, uh, but didn't, didn't come out, didn't come out to, you know, plan. Unfortunately, a good, good way to do it. Yeah. Now, Colombian police uh, charged a twenty-year-old murder case. Of Flora Sanchez to um, Pedro or Jorge, whatever. In '95, he was declared insane. <laughs> was was sentenced to the psychiatric ward of the prison. So they did buy the multiple personality bullshit. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Damn it, Ecuador. Yeah, we are, Columbia, in where we are now. We are in um, Colombia. Now, three years later, 1998, a psychologist deemed him sane and was released. Mm-hmm. So he was released from the prison. So what do you what happens next? You say, hmm. All right. So he returned home to see his mother to get an to get an inheritance. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. STDs. I don't know. <laughs> she was poor, so she didn't like him at all. Yeah, he's pretty bad. Like right. Did she kick him out? Because she had, she had, a, she had other, at least one other kid that she did kind of like or like more than him. Yeah, that's true. And uh, she, yeah, she she was poor, and so he took a chair and a bed. And sold it. And then he left, turned to the killing grounds to this day. His whereabouts are unknown, not known. Mm-hmm. And then there's some more here. Um, two more things I, I have here on this case Ecuador, char- Ecuador changed its laws to murder from 16 years to 25 years, actually, after this case was done. So, still not great, but. More, more than it was before. Let's try Ecuador, but honestly, why even bother having a justice system? Yeah. You know, it's like someone murders over 100 girls. 
That should be yeah, an like, easy call. Maybe don't prison. let him out. But or, or or kill him. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. I, I don't get it. It's like, do they just not really care? I mean, they yeah. they seem to share pretty much the same opinion of the girls as uh, as Carlo Pedro. It's Pedro. Pedro. Yeah, yeah, Pedro. Yeah. Yeah, it's just maddening. Yep. And the last thing here is very chilling. It, it, this is how the documentary ended, actually. It's a very bone chilling comment from, quoted from Mr. Monster of the Andes. Sum, sum it all up. The Monster of Andes, he's quoted as, and I quote, it says, I am a god. I can give life. I can take it away. Can he give life? Does he have yeah. Chance? I don't know. I doubt it. Well, you can give life in theory, I guess. Right. So that's the story of Pedro Alfonso um, Perez, or whatever his last name was, the um, Monster of Andes. So your thoughts, <laughs> you're involved in that case. Uh, well, like the, the East Side Rapist was until very recently, could have been out just still raping to this day. I mean, when, what's the time period here? When was he uh, released from prison? 98. 98. So, I mean, he'd be getting, he'd be what, pushing 70 now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He could still be at it. Possibly. Uh, well, fuck South America. <laughs> well, I'll save this, though. U.S. has a better, pro- probably has the best, you know, system, I think, for criminals, I think, in the U.S. than any other one. Maybe least worst. Least worst. Not great, yes. but the least of the, the, the better of two evils, I, I would say, you know. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah. So while we're talking here, did you look up any more information you had on um, whatever you're looking for earlier? Adolfo? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I got I got a little bit here, a little bit more, and it's all... It's all pretty juicy, I gotta say. This one really okay. jumped out at me. All right, so tell yeah. people who 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 it is you're talking, the full name or whatever you were talking about and where he's from. Adolfo de Jesus Constanzo, who is actually not Mexican, was mm-hmm. Cuban American. Oh, really? I thought it was Mexico. Okay. Looks very Caucasian in these pictures. Might just be the angle and the light, though. Yeah. And more importantly, awesome fucking mullet. <laughs> this action takes place in the 80s, and it seems like all the main characters have just incredible 80s hair. Yeah. Right down to this uh, Mexican groundskeeper who becomes uh, an important <laughs> character who looks uh, a lot like, uh, what's his name, an eastbound and down? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Mexican. Oh, it's great. yeah, exactly. These guys look awesome for a movie. Nice. There you so go. His, his name is Adolfo de Jesus Constanzo, and his nickname is The Godfather, Ooh, El okay. Padrino. Okay. I don't know why it's not El Dios Padre, but I don't know Spanish. Anyway. So that got me thinking. This the 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 movie thing. This is 
you know, I kind of, a lot of these stories, I think about them in movie terms. Like in my head, I turn them into movies. And yeah. this one was probably the shortest journey from the, the real life happenings to movie version. Yep. And I'm a little bit shaken here because I did, well, I did several internet searches. But yeah. just a few minutes ago, when I was just doing another one, I discovered that apparently they did make a movie about this sort oh, really? of kind okay. of loosely huh. based on. But which kind of screws me because the whole thing I wanted to do is called Borderlands and it came out in 2007. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe very loosely based on it, but uh, so I wanted to do something different. Or Oprah, whatever, you know, whatever you have there. Oh, God. <laughs> Not to talk about that at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I never really watched an episode of Oprah's program before. Before you begin, I want to let you know, I, I just looked on the on the Gold State Killer. Mm-hmm. Um, people aren't aware, um, from the 70s to 80s, um, he was, this guy was committed 12 killings and at least 50 rapes across California. Mm-hmm. And the guy who, who was caught was, his name is Joseph James D'Angelo, 72. And they matched, they matched him as a DNA sample from his home to evidence collected at some of the crimes, according to law enforcement. And he was uh, a former cop, as I said earlier, mm-hmm. um, in the Bay Area. So, um, so that's... He while he was out doing the, the rapes and the murders for, yeah, yeah. for a, lo- a long time. This is in Sac- Sacramento, actually. That's where it was. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I hope they're taking a real. Uh, well, we we might do lots of digressions here. Sure, sure. I'm sure that'll be okay. Yeah. Uh, I hope the his his uh, his brothers in blue are kind of feeling like huge assholes now. Yeah. I'm guessing there were signs. Yeah. They didn't want, want want to believe you know what you know what they thought you know could have happened you know they wanted to put it under the rug you know and find someone else. Well, sure. I mean, they always they always cover each other's ass. Probably should have been an exception. Right. Or maybe maybe he he was really slick and they genuinely didn't know. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Exactly. We'll find out more later. There will be more yep. press conferences. Yep. But apparently they were pulling uh, some of his trophies out of his out of his home, so it's. Oh. It's pretty, pretty much a done deal. Yeah. Did you catch? By the way, did you catch how they actually eventually fingered him? What? Uh, what? What? Um. Did they say? Or they? All it says here is they, they matched a discarded. Oh, they matched a discarded um, DNA sample from his home. Evidence collected at some of the crimes, according to law enforcement officials at news conference outside the crime lab, were the okay. key break case. And uh, oh, here, oh, here, oh, here. How do they know to be testing this guy's DNA against the samples they had from way back? Well, um, I'm not sure, but basically, it says um, when he came out. Oh. Um, doesn't really say like what they found, but it just says they found what they needed to find. So mm-hmm. it's very. Um, I guess that's good enough for now, but eventually, want to get. That's, I mean, that's 
That's generally one of the juiciest parts is how they actually get onto the guy. Like OJ, they found the knife, but you know, whatever. But what knife? Oh, I'm saying OJ had the knife, but and the gloves, but did, it didn't work out too well for him or for for the um or for lawyers. justice. Yeah, for justice. Yeah. Yeah. Later, well, later it did, but yeah. That was a special case. This guy's not. This guy wasn't on a naked gun. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, we'll have to wait to find out more about him. Just more detail. Apparently, have to wait to find out more about uh, the Canadian John Wayne Gacy. Yep. And I think that should be his like official serial killer name, just Canadian John Wayne Gacy. I want to <laughs> for it. Yeah. There you go. I'm sure tons of other people made that connection. Yeah. But I'm the first one that I know. So. Exactly. I, I, I agree. Yep. So Adolfo. Adolfo. Great name. From, from Cuba. Adolfo. Yeah. Adolfo kind of sounds like Adolf, like Hitler. Scared yep. right off the bat. Then yeah. Jesus, really switching gears. And then Constanzo, which is just kind of a cool name. Yeah. Cool last name. Awesome. Born November 1st, 1962. And let's see. All right. I did not take notes, but luckily someone else <laughs> sort of took notes for me. Uh, okay. Popular webpage. But uh, his mom, Ben River, was his mom a prostitute? Mm. Maybe. He had an upbringing not unlike Bill from the movie Kill Bill. Yeah. Which is, you know, bad and all, but also kind of awesome. This guy basically yeah. uh, taught him how to do crimes and probably get laid a lot yeah and some some really seriously valuable skills but Absolutely. he also taught him about religion mm, religion okay i like this All right. a really fun religion he called uh, what's it called not santieri but follow uh-huh. mayombi hmm. uh, that pronunciation way off yeah which apparently some people get confused with santieri it's a uh, Blah, 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 whatever, animal sacrifice, black magic shit. One, no, oh, one of those things, really okay. We don't need to get into the weeds with it. Sure. No one, no one important, actually. Practices this religion. Yeah. It's, not like, it's not like witchcraft or, you know, you gotta worry about Wicca's. Scientology, yeah. So, he's into this religion, and it's apparently actually pretty useful, because it's Kind of working out for him. He's, he's grown up. Mother. Oh, he accompanied his mother on trips to Haiti too. So this guy's been around. Oh. He's a world traveler. World traveler. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cuban American. Which went, went to Haiti with his mom to learn about voodoo. Hmm. And uh, well, we all know about voodoo. It's it's one of those another fun religion. Oh yeah. And at some point, he gets to Mexico, and he gets involved with uh, drugs, selling drugs, and he gets involved with the Mexican cartels. And he... Ooh, that's some deep shit. Yeah, and I don't know how powerful the Mexican cartels were at that point, back in the 80s. Yeah. Oh, in the 80s, uh, yeah. Not as powerful as they are now, but... Yeah, yeah. Or maybe they were, I don't know. Definitely powerful enough. They, they had... Plenty of uh, cops on the payroll and everything. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
so he's there and he's uh he starts making moves and he does like uh, he's his gimmick is basically he casts these spells do, he's doing animal sacrifice at this point oh okay okay which uh i don't know twisting heads off chickens i'm i'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt and say he didn't kill any dogs yeah and, hopefully not uh, yeah back off also right Maybe killing some cats or goats or whatever Ugh. and Basically, yeah. the the gist of these spells is he, he does a spell and it protects these gangsters and drug dealers from it protects them from the things they want to be protected from. Which is basically, I, just, I don't know, yeah, getting murdered, police, right, that kind of thing, right. So, and, let's see, it's it's Mexico. I don't know how much uh, these guys actually believed in this stuff. I mean, you know. Plenty of superstition there, as as there is here, or yeah. they just liked the show and thought it was kind of cool. <laughs> probably, it probably it would be pretty entertaining. Yeah, yeah for sure. At, and at some point, Adolfo just tells these cartel guys that uh, he he wants in. He wants he wants a big piece. Oh, okay. Of the action. Yeah. And I think James T. Kirk said once to a guy. No, not in the holodeck. They actually went back in time. Mm-hmm. That was going on back then. Anyway, oh, okay. the guys laughed at him. These cartel guys, in yeah. probably kind of a scary way, because they were not taking him. Or maybe, maybe it was really they were genuinely laughing at him because they, they thought he was sort of a clown. Right. And yeah. Adolfo was like, "My clown to you? I make you laugh." Yeah. He didn't actually do that. <laughs> but. The next scene is also from Goodfellas. Because basically, yeah. these guys, like five of them, or six, or, uh, you know, some some number in between one and ten, they all oh, get yeah. whacked. Yep. And there's yep. like a montage of these guys all getting whacked in horrible ways. And mm-hmm. they, just, they just vanish. And then they turn up and there's pieces of them missing. Oh, yeah. That's lovely. Yeah. Oh, by the way, so this montage, I, th- I, I said, I'm, I'm picturing this like a movie, and also I'm, I'm kind of picturing it like I'm, I'm pitching the movie to Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> you know him? No. All right, because I'm going to kind of pretend you are him occasionally. Oh, okay, that's fine. Just, yeah. just roll with it. Okay. So, Robert, I really love your movies. Dust Till Dawn. Oh, thank I, you. I, was, I, I grew up watching that a lot. That was a fun one. And uh-huh. more recently, Planet Terror. Personally, I, I think it's a real classic. Hmm. I think it's one of the great period pieces. <laughs> Sincerely, it, it really captures a, a time and a style of horror, horror movies. Mm-hmm. That, uh, I don't know, it, it's kind of perfect in a way. It's my I, pleasure. I think it's a masterpiece. Yeah. And of course, of course, I like your work with uh, Antonio Banderas. Oh, yeah. And also... In Desperado, and Once Upon a Time in Mexico, okay, and also the first guy that played Desperado. There you go. So, Robert, the reason I'm telling you all this is I got to I got to pitch this story to you because <laughs> I think you're perfect for it. All right, I'm all yours. I'm all yours. Okay. So, first off, all that other stuff that I that I said the last couple of minutes. Yeah. True story. All true. Okay. And uh, I think that's new, new for you. I don't think you've uh, 
you've strayed into the realm of nonfiction or, you know, yeah. based on a true story. It's all, it's all fiction, of course. Right. Of course. Yeah. But uh, I think it, I think it could be really good for you. Uh, I think real hard R rating. It's, uh, okay. it's pretty gruesome. Mm, I know I like you've that. been doing that, the, the fun stuff, Spy Kids. But, <laughs> you know, I think, I think it's time to, you know, do a real heel turn, get real edgy. To Bond the Horizons. Some Eli Roth shit. Yeah. And I know from Planet Terror, you're totally up for this. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, ready, I'm, ready, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Okay. So this will also be a, a period piece. And I say really play this 80s shit up. Okay. Uh, mullets everywhere. I got pictures. You can see <laughs> these mullets are great. The the, the uh, Mexican warlock. He's got a mullet. His, <laughs> his eventual victim, like uh, the I guess star victim, yeah, has a mullet. Uh, the Mexican groundskeeper mullet. Pretty sure Mexican cop has a mullet. I don't know. There's mullets everywhere. Lots of mu- lots of mullets. Lots of mullets everywhere. There's some uh, and uh, the jackets. What do you call it? Acid wash jacket. Oh anyway. yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a girl who has a little '80s hair and Uzis. The the '80s oh. Oh, guns. Yep. There's some. There will be some Uzis. All right. <laughs> All right. So I can see you're totally into it. Oh yeah, I'm 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 in I'm into it. Yeah. So this guy's working with the cartel. He's becoming. I don't know how much money he's pulling in, but he's doing great. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's selling drugs. He whacked all those guys and, I guess, took their place. And he's still doing his, his black magic shit for who he's doing <laughs> it for himself and he's doing it for uh, any other cartel guys who want to show. And okay. he's got a girlfriend. Oh, interesting. That's, that's okay. right. It's like the, uh, <laughs> it's not quite like in Casino where Sharon Stone shows up because he's not really competing with anyone because he's really right he's the guy he's scarface basically oh yeah he, he's he yep he, he's and i'm just gonna keep going with these movie references it's okay i know you don't mind robert i don't mind i don't mind i don't mind at all sir all right and we'll we will find a place to stick in a a uh, an appearance from your friend quentin tarantino he hasn't done it in a while. <laughs> and sure I sure time i miss yeah. it Absolutely. So this girl shows up, and she is uh, kind of what? What is she? She's American, I think. At okay. first I thought she was uh, Mexican, so I was picturing Salma Hayek. Oh, you know, okay. just made, made sense. You Salma Hayek, Antonio. Yeah, yeah. Antonio should definitely be playing this guy. By the yeah. way, uh, oh, yeah. even though he's probably a little too old at this point, whatever, yeah. he can do it. This girl is actually she works she's she works with him. She's his girlfriend. Uh, she's a little on the plain side, but you know what? It's gonna be so Sama Hayek. Uh, exactly. And she's working with him. So that's his setup now. He's got the girl, he's got power and money, and uh there's so I think they're selling weed at this point. Oh. I don't think they had the meth. That's some weak sauce for a drug cartel. And it's really, yeah, it's really terrible, actually. That no one should buy yeah. right. Mexico, for God's sakes. Yeah. I mean, obviously, us living in Washington, but anywhere. Yeah. In America, right. Live in Texas. 
aspect of it. But anyway, this was before uh, they got into the big into the meth business and cocaine and all that. So that's that's where we'll leave it with Adolfo for the moment. Okay, he's doing great. He's on the top, he's on the top of the world. Fantastic. The world is his oyster, whatever it was that Scarface was doing. <laughs> all right, well, who's your next guy? So that's it. Oh no, no, we'll just. Oh. We'll just leave it out there just so I want to give you a chance to. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. So um, we have options of Alaska, Australia, and Austria. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, all right. Well, let's let's switch switch climates from the the hot and dusty. Mexico. Oh, by the way, that all that stuff that was like around uh, Mexico City, I think. Oh, okay. That's the general area, or maybe further north. It eventually they end up in a border town. So, oh. but uh, so let's go up to Alaska. To Oops. Alaska, yeah. the frozen tundra. Okay. This is the story, a sad story, an interesting story actually. How it all went down, of the butcher baker Robert Hansen. All right, I lost you for a second. Now I'm back. Oh, yeah. So this is the, the butcher baker, Robert Hansen. His story is sad, but interesting. But it all began on August 13th, 1982. Partial body parts, no, partial, partial body were found in the shallow grave in Alaska. This is near Anchorage, Alaska. Now, our first victim is a 23-year-old exotic dancer named Sherry Morrow, who went, who went missing um, for one year. For one year, and she was killed with a killed with a high-powered rifle. And now, a year after Sherry's body was found, more women were disappearing and were found. Um, now, road crew road crews in 1983 found a skeletal remains near Anchorage, Alaska. 17-year-old Paula Gulling, former secretary, secretary, missing for five months, was, get, wait for it, an exotic dancer. Mm-hmm. Is now, that what they have in Alaska instead of prost? Apparently. Hmm. Exotic, exotic dancers. All right. Yep. And... Uh, between the years of 1980 and 1983, 12 women had been reported missing. Um, the two I said before um, that were reported and found, both those mur- murders were con- connected with the same gun. We have a serial killer on the loose in Alaska. So that's scary in Alaska of all, pla- of all spots because it's a, it's a huge state, you know, it's huge. Um, yes. Absolutely. Now, Cindy Paulson, age 17, I told you earlier, who passed, ran down, no, I'm sorry, Cindy, Cindy Paulson, age 17, ran down a truck in handcuffs, barely dressed, dropped off her, dropped off by a man in her in a motel. Cops came and gave um, her full account of what happened. She immediately handcuffed, then, oh, she immediately got handcuffed in the car by this man Robert Hansen and then was hit by by wooden re, wooden revolver as well mm. to knock her out you know mm. and 
um, to the head, um, took her to his house, raped her, ended up at the airport, and she ran like hell. They went to the airport cops and ID'd the car, paid a visit to Robert Hansen, local baker of all things, uh, gave some BS story. Police searched his home and found no evidence. Um, checked the car. No, no, nothing was found. The case was suspended. But one officer didn't, didn't believe in that. So he kept, on, he kept it on his own. Officer Baker was the only one who his believed also. Los Angeles Baker. Oh, man. How many Bakers are in this story? We got, I think, two. All right. Yeah. Yeah. When last time, we had one last time, two lost Bakers. We had also. So three Bakers so far uh, to count. But Officer Baker was the only one who believed Paulson. More, more bodies were found by Alaska State Troopers. Now, the other one's not a believer because she's an exotic dancer. Yeah, pretty much. And she was 17. Well, what? Yeah, she was 17 years old. Well, so that's not a reason not to believe someone. I know. I don't know. But they're just dickhead cops. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Pretty much. Makes now, sense. go back. Yeah, let's go back about 12 years or 11 years or so. 1971, Robert Hansen was arrested twice for kidnapping, rape, and assault with a deadly weapon. Like in 71. In Alaska? In Alaska. And the baker found this information on his own. And Robert Hansen is a family man with a wife. He has some kids in his own bakery. And he had a stutter as well. A stutter as well. Um, now it came to the point where the FBI was brought in to do a behavioral profile. Now they came back as an upright citizen, outdoorsman, feeling like an outcast and stutter history of, in the history of arson. They looked at Hanson's profile from back in 61, where he set his old house, his old high school bus garage on fire. Arrested uh, for attempted, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I'm guessing bedwetting is going to be in here somewhere. Uh, it is not. No. No. It is not. No. Nope. No. Well, <laughs> full of surprises. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Full of full of surprises. I did. I saw a picture of him. Uh, yeah. Just one, and he looked like a bedwetter to me. Yeah. Or alternately, he just looked like a huge nerd. Nerd like, for sure. Um, glasses, Coke bottle He's glasses. Good. Yeah, they're pretty big glasses. Mm-hmm. Um, now, he was arrested for attempted rape and assault. That was a that, that then what then was arrested again for 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 more rape at gunpoint. This is twice twice he's been arrested for rape. Yeah, this is before is before like the eighties. This is like in the sixties and seventies. I feel like it would be like a two strikes, you're out type deal. Maybe even one strike. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Prevented a lot of trouble. Yeah. All right. Alaska, (laughs) huh? Yeah, in Alaska. Mm. Now, Robert Hansen 
as you as you can see, fits the FBI profile to a T. Apparently yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. Did they put gun yeah. in there? What's that? Was gun nut part of the profile? Uh, it was not, no. But Cause... but it was out but as a doorsman, he, he he's also a hunter. Okay. So... Oh yeah, okay. Well that that's sort of in there, I, the hunter. I guess it's in the same category. Yeah. Yeah. Um so if we got some investigators came back to Cindy Paulson, the, the one who they did not leave, you know. Um, but this time she identified the gun she that, that, that was used and went back to older victim for help. She agreed to testify if it came to, the, came, to came to trial from way back in the 60s, 70s and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, the judge granted eight search warrants for the residents. They picked up Robert Hansen, but he wasn't there. He left. Hmm. He was nowhere to be found. Um, they found him and brought him in for questioning. Hansen admitted nothing. Shocker. Where did they find him? Um, outside of his bakery. Oh, well, they should have looked there first. Actually, no, no. It was the local gas station, actually, that they found his car. Hmm. Yeah. 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 And... Um, so the search found a map of the area with X's where bodies w- will be found or where or, or, or bodies are. Um, also found some weapons such as a rifle and a wood revolver. Mm. Hmm. 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 Now it's making all lots of sense right now. Now they found Sherry Morrow's body, um, actually her necklace. And other trophies from his victims, he still won't confess at this point. Um, the butcher is in jail for the Cindy Paulson case and build their case from there. So they 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 got him on it attempted attempted um, murder and also rape charges at the moment. Now, Hansen would confess to four murders that they could prove in exchange to leave his family alone. Um, he will be jailed in a prison not in Alaska, also his demands. And it also show where the other bo- bodies are. So he, he demanded to have his family protected and not, not to be in Alaska for his, for his jail sentence. Hmm. Those are pretty odd demands, if you ask me. He was an odd man. Yeah. You don't see too many serial killers that kill people with a rifle. No. Rifle, not yeah. so much. Usually, like a twenty-two or like a pistol, or you know, twenty-two. That's not a rifle. No, I'm saying not a rifle. Oh, like a twenty-two pistol. Okay, all right, right. I got you. Yeah, yep. Um, now, Hanson, the butcher baker, um, baker butcher. I, I my apologies. Um, he would meet his victims at at fast food at fast food places. And then he makes sure that he, they, they, they were alone um, once he got in the parking lot. So he's in the walk parking lot, like, you know, making sure that they were alone. And then once they came out of the restaurant, um, took him to a remote, got in the car, put, with the handcuffs on him, all that stuff. And then he, then he went to a remote area to rape and torture them, fly them to the woods in his plane, and then, then kill them with the rifle. So that's what his his so that, that 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 that's how he did his business basically. So these are 
These are like exotic dancers slash prostitutes. Yeah, they're okay. a little of both. I, I would say, yeah, they had a couple enterprising. Of... Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And this guy's got a plane. That's, yep. that that seems kind of cool. Like, I guess he's a successful baker. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was. I mean, Butcher. well, I don't know. It's, it's. A, I'm guessing it's just a it's a, a little plane still. It's an airplane. Right. Right. Exactly. Three last points here. Then we're done with the, with this one. Um, February twenty seventh, nineteen eighty four, was found guilty on four counts of four counts of murder, and sentenced to four hundred and sixty one years plus life with no chance of parole. Mm. So they were like classically like, no bitch, you're not going to get out. They do they so, not have the death penalty in Alaska? Because that's I like they do not. No, they don't. No, they don't. They 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 don't they don't have the the penalty in Alaska. Um, Sarah Palin. <laughs> Sarah Palin. Yep, yep. I thought, uh, yeah. Could you fix that? Could you fix that? Yeah. Oh, phone call coming in, and Discord. Okay. okay. Oh yeah. All the time. I don't talk to strangers. Two more. <laughs> just just say no. Just oh. say no. Damn phone call ended my speakerphone. Oh. What happened? I don't know. Okay, now it's back. This phone. It's back? Okay. Okay. Um, two more things here. Um, after trial, he led them to eight bodies, and then and other bears savaged them, some of them, um, the bodies. It's believed he killed 37 women in all. Mm. Yeah. So he claims they found eight but he claims 37. Why didn't... Hmm. Seems like the police should have just, you know, made him show him the other ones. Well, he did, but they weren't there, apparently, or whatever. But, Blame it you know how... Yeah. Yeah. But the last thing here is the Baker Butcher died, Robert Hansen, in prison at age 74 in 2014. So, that's your, so that is Robert Hansen, the, but, the Baker Butcher. Your thoughts? Ah, well, I guess, uh, you know, as a general rule with, with these kind of things, you just want to tell women, especially prostitutes, don't take rides with strangers. Don't get in their car and you just got to act. Right. Don't get in their airplane to that. Exactly. No, you might, you might seem cool like he's, you know, that Christian Grey guy from that book y'all like, but <laughs> no, don't do it. Yeah, right. I mean, he, he has the look of like a Bible, like a Bible salesman, I guess, you know, or a computer software guy or something like that. You that's know? a closer. He just got a real, real nerdy look to me. Yeah. The glasses, obviously, but also the way he dresses. And then I uh, uh, got the acne. He's got a stutter. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Really. And, uh, or, it's, you know. A big source of of angst for him, yeah. Because he sucked. Yeah. All How was right. his marriage anyway? What's that? How was his marriage anyway? Pretty good, actually. Apparently. Well, I mean, he didn't murder. So there's that, and no. like he had kids, he had a family, he had a wife. I mean, uh, no horrible, obvious abuse. So. But his wife did did divorce him while in prison. So. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. 
And I'm guessing, was he able to find a serial killer prison girlfriend um, as, as Ted Bundy and, and others? Yeah. That I don't know. Um, I know that it, I know it's not like um, Alexander, Alexander, um, because the last name, but the guy from Russia I did a while back, the chessboard killer, he had a wife that he got from out of prison. Mm. Just, just crazy. Um, yeah, was, I don't know, but I, I didn't see anything on the documentary about him having a girlfriend or wife, whatever, but he died. He, 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 he lived a very long time, though, in prison. He, oh, and then he died? He died in jail? 2014. He's 74. Oh, fairly recently. Yeah, that's what I just said earlier. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess that's good. Yeah. Well, we pick up our, our story back in Mexico. Okay. All right. So, all right. We'll switch the scene a little bit. Okay. So, his, uh, his victim, sorry, I'm, I'm kind of giving away there a bit, but uh, sure. so let's say, let's not introduce him as the victim. So, this okay. Mark Roy fellow, he's a sure. good looking American boy with mullet, as I said. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, He's hanging out with his, his homeboy. I believe they're all college students. And they're doing okay. the college student thing, which sure. is going down to Mexico to, Mexico to get fucked up. Yeah. I'm not sure if this was spring break or a, a, or just like a, a weekend, but they're right on the border. With, uh, yeah. Uh, basically, like, uh, reminds me of No Country for Old Men. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's where my my mind's going automatically. It's like a you, you can walk from one town across the river uh, from one country to the other. Okay. He's hanging out with his with his buddies, and they're getting drunk, of course. Obviously. And I guess you know. So <clears throat> Robert Rodriguez. Just oh yeah, yeah. Established the scene. Uh, these guys just hanging out and and being buddies and being funny or and hopefully somewhat likable at least so 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 the audience feels a little bad when when terrible things happen to one of them and right. kind of typical typical chain of events he gets separated from his buddies i believe because he has to uh, he hangs back to, to take a piss yeah and he gets snatched the the, the classic tourist in mexico scenario he gets snatched and thrown into a van and tied up uh, restrained in some way, and so that's bad. But he's probably he's probably thinking this is just kind of you know this happens and he's going right. to ransom maybe. Yeah, but and he almost gets away too. There's drama. There's drama here. Okay. At some point they they stop the the van and he makes a break for it, and he's like, it's one of those areas where there's there's like a the spring break thing happening like a block or two away. Yeah. Thousands of, of revelers. And he, he almost makes a break to it and gets there where he would be kind of safe. But these guys also, I didn't mention, were pretending to be cops. That's how they snatched oh. him too. Okay. And they yell freeze and he does. Mm. And they get him again and they put him in the van and they take him to the ranch of Mm. You need to think of a better name for it, a scarier name. But the ranch, it's kind of scary. That's not, there's that's not good. 
there's pictures of it online. Pretty yeah. good documentation of that. And it's terrifying. So at this point, it's kind of now it's going to Texas Chainsaw Massacre territory where the <laughs> things are things are getting amping up. They're getting worse and worse and more bizarre and yeah. terrifying. Yeah. At first, they they this old dude kind of feeds him and takes mm-hmm. care of him a little bit, and then. So Robert, I'm kind of going to leave this up to you, but this is the, sure. the bad part, the turn. Yeah. Basically, uh, well, he's dead at the end of it, but the question is, uh, you know, how long it takes to get to that point. And I've heard several accounts. I guess the information's probably there on the autopsy, but I, yeah. don't, I don't really know what it says. So uh, basically, the nicest thing that could happen is Adolfo takes a machete and hacks off Mark's head. <laughs> his hat? His head? His head, yeah. Oh, his head. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And mm-hmm. gone. Decapitation, okay. Yeah. Worser scenario is uh, he, they, they cut him up first and torture mm. him pretty well. You know, who knows? It's a really classy move right there. That's classy. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> my, my point of reference here would be the, the more our contemporary Mexican cartel snuff movies. And yeah, I don't want to think about it, Robert. It's, it's too much. You know, yeah, I, like I, the fun, I like the fun fantasy stuff like Planet Terror. I can't handle the real stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so, but this, this is this is a true part of the story. They, you, they apparently did do a bit of torture. People don't know what happened to Mark, but one podcast that I listened to uh, said, and this is going to be your choice, what kind of direction you want to go with the movie, but yeah. this next part potentially really takes things to another level. Mm. I don't know if uh, anyone wants to go there, but possibly he was also raped before he was killed. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that's like I don't I, have, I don't have another level. Let's leave that out. Yeah, let's leave that out of the movie. I think that's not really it's, good. Yeah, to have. yeah. exponentially. Yeah. Worse. So, yeah, right. So let's just yeah. say he's uh, yeah. he's you know, bled out and, and cut a bit, but eventually he's dead with his head off. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then more more escalation. It gets really gross. They take his mm. head and take his brain from his head. And they put it in a, let's see, pot or cauldron or some sort of device to contain it. Other mm. ominous-looking things like animal blood and uh, sticks. Uh, I have new ear of bat. I don't know whatever whatever kind of shit they put in these cauldrons. Yeah. Well, but the most important element, obviously, is Mark's brain. And as we learn, or maybe we learned before, I don't know what how we're doing the, the pacing of this thing. But yeah. basically this guy, Adolfo, part of his black magic ritual is it's it's very it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Basically if uh, he wants to cast a spell to be stronger, mm-hmm. then he sacrifices a strong guy. If he wants oh. he wants some some extra intelligence for his gang or or whatever, they get a smart guy. And what he told his cronies was go get and a smart American college student, possibly specifically requested someone going to medical school. Right. Was by the way. Oh, and this okay. should have been established when Mark's still hang- drinking with his buddies and hanging out. He's a he's a medical student. Oh, okay. He's a, he's, 
he's a nice guy, according to all his friends. Uh, real swell guy, smart, had a lot of potential. Might have yeah. cancer if his brain didn't end up in a pot in Mexico. So let me ask you this, um, sir, uh, Ben, uh, Cromer. Um, did, did Adolfo believe that with all his, let's say, witchcraft, whatever he's doing, did, did, did he believe that this, this, if they came true or was it just in his mind? Or uh, just a con man? I mean, did, did he believe that he would like be smarter or stronger or whatever with his, with his human uh, well, sacrifices? He'd been indoctrinated into this stuff since he was a kid. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, he really had no reason not to believe it because it was working for him. Yeah. His life was pretty awesome. Okay. He, everything, he had plenty of stuff going for him. He pretty much succeeded in uh, everything he tried. And also, he was a, an extremely... Apart from his, you know, magical powers, he was—he had a great personality. Like, uh, oh, you know, he's got all these guys following him. You know, right. I'm not sure how big his gang is. I don't think it's really huge, but he's got some—he's got some very loyal guys, and they'll do anything. Okay. For him. So, okay. What's the word I'm looking for? Well, anyway, yeah. He, he's got these guys, and also, and Posse. here's another here's another thing that uh, you can decide how you want to play it. Mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe it could be like a well it could potentially be like a twist or a surprise in the story or it could just be revealed from the very get go uh, but he's gay he's a gay guy it'd be nice to have that up front, up front I think in the storyline yeah. to, to establish that mm-hmm. it does get a little bit confusing because he's got that girlfriend but oh that is oh, that, that's she was officially his girlfriend for a little while but mm-hmm. she found out he was gay and, you know, she's cool with it. They're, they're, okay. they're, they're partners. They're buddies. Oh, okay. you know, They're working together. She's part of this, this criminal organization. Of this, of this clan. Of yeah, sorts. she's like a, the, the, the nice American base of it. She she does some kind of stuff, some, you know, uh, I don't know, HR work. Oh, awesome. She, she, she hooks him up in some way. But anyway, okay. yeah, they're, they're good partners and friends. And he, I don't know if he has a steady boyfriend or what, but I'm yeah. You know, with uh, a cartel in Mexico, I yeah. feel like those guys in general be kind of homophobic. So the fact that they're totally loyal to him, mm-hmm. uh, he's got some charisma for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Also, oh, they're, oh, yeah. also, they're probably scared of him. Oh yeah, too. for sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, his loyal, his loyal followers, and let's see, where was I? Um, I got, see, I got, I got hung up on the gay thing. You were saying that he was sacrificing these bodies and put in the put in the little the the little um the codril or whatever. Yeah, the plant. Pot. You did the spell. Yeah. And uh, I, the spell either uh, you know worked or didn't work or whatever. But yeah. Up to this point, well, up to this point, we don't know what he's been doing. But I'll just I'll let you know a secret. He's been doing this shit for a while. I yeah. I figured that. From animals to people a while ago. Uh, <laughs> I already told you about the 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 five people, five gangsters right. killed in the montage, and he's been doing other stuff too. But oh, yeah. this is the first time, apparently, well, as far as we know, the first time he's uh, gone after an American. Oh. And apparently, unlike the prior people he killed, someone actually missed the, uh, Mark. Uh, specifically, well, first off, his friends did. They they noticed he was missing pretty quickly when uh, he didn't come back from his piss break. They went and crossed yeah. the border, figuring that he'd be right right behind them. But 
mm-hmm. wasn't so. Oh, so here's the the other the other storyline going that okay. the the friends go to the police, mm, the American police. police. So now oh, the American police. Okay. yeah. So now we're bringing the police into the story, and I pretty much just know this guy from uh, one one of the docs on YouTube. Uh, this old, well, he's I don't know how old he was when the case was actually happening, but this cop who's been around for a while, he's 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 seen some shit. Yeah, order for. For uh, most of his career, and he seems uh well seems like a solid character. I'm not sure who we'd have playing this this grizzled cop. He's a, he's a heavy mm. set. Uh, I don't know. I'm picturing Dennis Franz, probably too old now. Den- Dennis Franz. Yeah. Ke- well, Kevin James. Uh. Hmm. <laughs> well, I don't know. Does he ever do? This is, this is kind of a, a straight role. It's a dramatic role. I, I don't know. I can't picture this cop being funny. Maybe yeah. Not, and this cop's got a friend down in down in Mexico. Okay. This Mexican cop is apparently like a super cop. He's from the way his his American buddy describes him, he's pretty awesome. Okay. He's a tiny man. He's five foot something. Okay. And but he's a super badass. He's like nice. uh he's actually well first off he's not corrupt. Which oh, okay. is by itself kind of amazing it's a miracle yeah he's, he's he's taken down some some actual bad cartel guys and apparently he will not go, uh, go to bars or restaurants because a lot of people want him dead and he's worried about them poisoning his drink mm. yeah so yeah. he's uh, perhaps a little paranoid but for good reason yeah so all right so badass mexican super cop another also, I have no idea who would be playing, who would be cast as this guy. Uh, could be a lot of fun, though. Oh yeah. So let's see. Don't know how long we want to play play up the the search, the investigation. But uh, first, okay. they're getting a little bit of stonewalling. Mm-hmm. Uh, American cops trying to get some answers. Gets stonewalled a bit by some uh, corrupt Mexican cops. Mm-hmm. And not getting answers, and he's a little frustrated because he's used to getting cooperation got a relationship with uh i wish i knew these guys names but they're here somewhere yeah we'll just, we'll just roll with it sure so but eventually super cop does he, he tracks a guy down he follows a guy uh for something kind of uh not quite related but he, he makes a connection as cops do to this mm-hmm. case this missing guy right and the connection is he follows this groundskeeper uh can't remember exactly how he got put on to him, but he, he follows him back to the ranch, basically. Yeah. And he starts talking to him. And at some point, there needs to be a scene with, like, a the cop completely violating the Constitution, which they're, I don't know what they have in Mexico, but basically just, you know, beating the shit out of someone to get information. But it's not going to be this guy. Because yeah. uh, the groundskeeper, who's old, and this is the guy that uh, gave Mark some food, and he was uh, tied up at the ranch. And he's uh, he's kind of like the the old uh, the Cormac McCarthy character, who is he's in a few few of his stories. Kind of like kind of a wise old Mexican guy. Mm-hmm. He starts out that way. Oh, okay. So, got cops talking to him, and let's see. I think we might be back at the station at this point. Wherever he's talking to him, the yeah. 
the groundskeeper starts talking and you say, Hey, I know this. I, I see, I know that kid. Cause there's a picture of Mark. Cause he's, you know, they're looking for him. They got pictures. Of him. Oh, right. And so cop super cops, like really, <laughs> yeah, I fed him and, uh, cops like, so where is he? Like, Oh, he's dead. <laughs> and so cops very interested. And he wants to get all the information and he does because He's totally ready to probably, you know, beat the shit out of this guy until he tells him what he wants to know, but he just gets right. it up. And it's kind of it's kind of strange and, you know, eerie that why is he why is he telling us all this stuff? And it yeah. turns out, well, I'll tell you why that is in a minute. But sure. what he tells him is not only is Mark buried there, they take him to the field. They go to the they go back to the ranch. Mm-hmm. And this is the, the dialogue that has been Passed down to me from possibly the true story or definitely from the podcast I heard. So, yeah. Cops like, and this could be either cop, the American cop or the Mexican cop. Sure. So where's where's the body? And the groundskeeper's like, oh, what body? body? <laughs> you fucking with me, man? Are you playing dumb now? And yeah. the groundskeeper shakes, no, no, no. Like, literally, which body do you mean? Which is dumb because obviously they were just talking about Mark, so that's who they're referring to, but. Right. Hey, this is this is the dialogue as as has been told to me, and I think it's right. pretty good because it sets yeah. up the next part, the next big reveal, which is okay. uh, Mark is buried somewhere around here, as are many other people, mm. many many. Yeah. So they make <clears throat> uh, groundskeeper starts digging up the body, and there's a lot of digging going on. And at some point, well, bodies are coming out of the ground. And oh, all right, I gotta say, I gotta say this this next next bit first because it's it's one of the best parts of the story, and it's one of the okay. grossest things I've never heard of such a thing before. Okay. So Mark is buried, as I said. Yeah. And he's buried, but he's very buried in an unusual way. Hmm. He's buried uh, upright. One Ooh. thing, like uh, feet, feet down, right. yeah, decapitated neck, uh, oh. skyward, and, and apparently this is how this is how it. The groundskeeper points over to where the body is, and there's like a wire sticking out of the ground. Mm-hmm. So what has happened is this is so far out. It I I feel like it should be fake, but it's it's uh, real it's, well yeah it, pretty much every version of the story is that matter of factly this is, this, is, mm. this is what was going what happened what was going on yeah so the uh the mexican warlock adolfo he he likes his trinkets he likes his uh little uh <laughs> voodoo, voodoo things and what he wants is a spine fine mm. uh, makes okay. sense because he was going after the brain brain's connected right. to the spine so yeah. You know, he wants it to for to use as a, a voodoo fetish or possibly to wear uh, whatever he want he wants this thing he's take, for a memento of some kind. Yeah. And the so what's going on is they've they've taken like a, a clothes hanger and mm-hmm. straightened it out and stuck in, it in his spine, oh. Mark's spine. Yeah. So basically, the idea is instead of like you know trying to cut it out or fish it out, mm-hmm. they're gonna 
plant them in the ground, and then once he's gotten soft, yeah. he'll take the clothes hanger and pull it, and out comes the spine. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, it's okay. okay. It's yeah. okay to gag. That's gross. Yeah, it That's is. sincerely disgusting. And, I mean, I grew up with that stuff, because basically, I hear that, and the first thing I think of, well, maybe not the first thing, but basically Sub-Zero for Mortal Kombat. Okay. Yeah. And uh, uh, I guess uh, other people might think of Predator first for Mortal sure. Kombat. But anyway, I had actually never, this is the first time I've heard of an actual spine removal. Up until, mm. this, up until I heard about this, that had always been kind of a, a fictional thing. Right. Something that actually happens. Yep. And uh, it's quite a visual, really. Yeah. You picture really like a field with, you know, just a whole bunch of little wires sticking out of the ground and, and what's underneath. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some <laughs> bodies being dug up. And let's mm. see. At some point, we can find out. We, we, anyone who's curious can learn how many they, they found at the ranch there. Oh, yeah. And uh, there was 14 cult members. That's, oh, by the way, that's how big his cult was. His cult 14. Okay, 14. Okay. Now, I can, we can either call it a cult or a gang. I think it qualifies as both. Yeah. Yep. So back to this groundkeeper. I think that's where, okay. I, that's where I left off when I started talking about the spine. spine mm-hmm. thing. Yep. At some point, the cop's getting pissed at him because the groundskeeper is just uh, somewhat contemptuous, not, yeah. not like directly, but he's not He's not acting concerned at all that he's telling the cops all this stuff and that mm-hmm. you know, he's confessed to a shitload of stuff, basically being an accessory to murder. Not just one murder, but a bunch of murders. Yeah. So yeah. the reason the reason all this is happening is why he's acting all all mystical and weird is because he apparently sincerely believes that because of the magic shit that Adolfo did, that he is like uh, untouchable or invisible to police, like they mm. can't get him because yeah. of magic shit. So, so the the version that I that I heard is a super Mexican cop who has an Uzi, by the way, which is awesome. You should be. Yeah. There's lots of emphasis on that. Uzi's, uh, yeah. yeah. He shoots off the Uzi by this guy's ears, and and that mm. that's what straightens him out and realize, oh, these guys can't actually get me because I'm deaf. <laughs> I think yeah. yeah what, pissed, what pissed the cop off was the guy asked for like food. Like, yeah, I'm getting hungry, digging up all these bodies that I'm yeah. yeah. So I don't know. You know, you could uh, Robert. You could Robert, sexy that yeah. scene up a little bit. Uh, you know, because oh, it's for sure. a big scene. Because the audience should really, you know, yeah. hate this groundskeeper being such a so blasé and such a dick about yeah. all these murder people. Oh yeah, it's terrible. No one should make jokes or be blasé about mass yeah. murder. <laughs> right. exactly. exactly so they got they, they arrest a bunch of cult members but not the main guy Adolfo okay. he's yeah. in the wind he's uh, he's like uh, he's Ray Liotta like, uh, he's with the bad times <laughs> right and, yeah things are really things are going bad now and it's uh, and also I'm thinking I don't know what exactly happened to the groundskeeper I, I'm pretty sure he just mm. went to jail but there should be okay. there should be some more about what happens okay. to him because he's really the kind of the key of all this. Is he yeah. because of his his faith, because he believed in it so hard, mm-hmm. he like a complete fucking moron 
blew yeah. the entire operation to a police, just told them everything, gave up everyone. Yeah. Because he believed so hard. Yeah. Because Adolfo was that convincing, apparently. So mm-hmm. this is kind of a funny twist. Uh, Adolfo would not think it was funny, though. Yeah. I imagine him, I don't know, maybe doing some voodoo shit and to get at the groundskeeper. I don't know. Adolfo's got his own, got a lot of problems at this point. He's on the run. He does have a steady boyfriend at this point. Okay. Uh, the girl is, she also was on the run, yeah. but she kind of went her own way. So mm. at the end of the story, she's not with him. So, oh, okay. And so they're looking for him. I don't, let's see. I'm not sure how long they were looking for him after the bodies were uncovered. But yeah. It's, they, they burn his, they burn his, uh, it's cool shack down with all his oh. stuff, all his voodoo shit, and they put it on the news. So okay. Adolfo will see it. And yeah. this, this pretty much works. Adolfo freaks out because uh, maybe that was his, his place of power, and now that it's been destroyed, he loses some power, or he's just mad that someone wrecked his stuff. Right. Like that. But yeah. he's, starting to, he's starting to, he's losing his cool now. Right. Yeah. And so, well, we're, get, we're getting towards the very end of this. You, you, you just finished yours and all. Yeah, you just finished it. All right. Little, all right. The big finish. It's, it's got to end with a big, a big ass oh, gunfight. Yeah. Has to, which is kind of how it actually ended. Okay. So eventually they track him down and not a whole lot of details here. Yeah. So they, the, the cops are there. They're, they're on him and he knows that they're there and they're going to get him. So the uh, official version is that. Adolfo had one of his uh, henchmen, uh, henchmen yeah. blow away him and his, uh, let me rephrase that, shoot him <laughs> and his boyfriend, mm-hmm. shoot them dead, and that's how they were oh. found. Okay. Uh, so that's, that's it's possible. Yeah. Uh, according to the American cop, he went and looked at, checked out the autopsy, and uh, they were they were both just riddled with bullets. Or, or another version is his had his boyfriend shoot him and then boyfriend shot mm, himself that's more which would make the, them being riddled with bullets seem seem strange that was yeah, what happened yeah but another scenario is the cops just you know they got him and he surrendered or basically they had him dead to rights and they decided to just fill him with lead either for awesome justice related reasons or sort of the opposite because Adolfo had connections to uh, you know, some rich, powerful people. Not just oh, he was apparently he wasn't just working with cartel mm. guys. He was uh, working with other big shops like politicians. Oh, wow! And okay. if that was the case, then those politicians would not want to be connected to him. So they would have yeah. uh, uh, told the cops like, "When you get this guy, make sure he's dead. I don't want my name coming out as right. well." So that that's another thing that could happen. The cops just waste. Yeah, I think you know you could do a. Uh, a Rashomon thing and do like a couple different versions mm-hmm. or just whatever seems the coolest. I think the best our... best option to ending is to have the cops just firing at him just in, in a big in a big blaze of glory, you know? Okay. Absolutely. And it's like they go out like Bonnie and Clyde, just like slow motion, just bullets, or bullets, like bullets. Also had the same ending. Or which one? Yes. Yeah, but he, yeah, but Clint Eastwood had like, he had like the heroic right. death. This shouldn't be a heroic death. This should be like right. this. And big squibs, like in 
Planet Terror. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Not have those oh plans. yeah, I'm Robert. I I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so let's see. That's pretty much. That's the end of Adolfo. Okay. Girlfriend goes to jail. Well, not uh, his, pal. his female partner. Not really girlfriend. Right, his, his, his BFF. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And she's. Uh, let's see. I think she she gets kind of lame. She like denies everything or acts like he brainwashed her or uh, something. And yeah. She sucks. She goes to jail. Whatever. <laughs> And Mark Kilroy's family it eventually goes on Oprah. No, the cop Oprah. went on Oprah. They declined. Yeah. So let's see. I want to wrap it up with Oprah. Sure, why not? So I found out that Oprah did a special on this. <laughs> not the whole hour, but uh, yeah. it was basically. Well, I guess it wasn't a special. It was just a regular show, and the theme of that show was uh, satanic cult oh, killings. Okay. This is right there in the '80s when there was what's called the Satanic Panic coming on, going on, and Oprah was apparently right in the middle of wow, it. Wow, that's amazing! Because there was a lot of there was a lot of bullshit in this episode, <laughs> like just you know people people saying things and I'm like just shaking my head, like I know that shit right. happened, but uh, problematically, the the first part of this is the story that I was just telling, which did yeah. happen, and. I mean, there's there's videos of uh you know a lot of this really juicy stuff and pictures of uh you know the genuine uh well it's not satanic it's uh I'm not gonna try to get into the details of uh this this wild and crazy so I can't I'm not sure I can't really call it a it's not a Mexican religion exactly it's it goes it goes back away yeah Mayambi mm. which is that's that's a that's a pretty cool name for a a, a creepy dark religion oh, yeah. too sure is. I don't know if I'm spelling it right, but it rhymes with zombie, <laughs> so that's that's good right there. Anyway, so that part's real, and then they got then the, the, the an Oprah. The next guess is like uh, going going down the whole uh, satanic conspiracy route, mm-hmm. and just like so obviously made up. Yeah, just feel bad for him, exactly. really. But I think this is will be a lit. I'll, I'll, I'll give it the green light to, to go up to go up above, above me. So I think I'm on board for this project here, Ben. Okay. Yeah. All, right. All right, Robert. I'm super happy to yeah. hear that. This next part is going to be awkward, <laughs> but uh, how's your friend Harvey doing? He's doing great, I think. He's doing great with all the rape accusations. Who's Harvey? Weinstein. Oh. oh. It's kind of uh, well. No offense, Robert, but he's kind of your oh, sugar that daddy. Harvey. Yeah. Not great. Yeah. Not great. I think we should. Uh, I think we should make this movie without it. You don't mind if I say we? Yeah, do I don't you? mind. You're on board. Yeah. Okay. And you're on board. Harvey should not be on right. board. All right. So uh, I will leave you in charge of coming up with money then. Yeah. I will. <laughs> I will. I will try to bang out this screenplay. You and me, yeah, man. I'm. Yeah. This is gonna be, be lit, like, as the kids say. At least, at least on DVD, it should be big. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right, appreciate that. Now we have two more stories to go, and then we're done. Be done here. Um, All right. We have Australia and the in uh, Austria. All right. Well, let's start with Australia. Okay. okay. So next is pretty interesting stuff as well. This is the uh, backpack killer, um, Ivan Malat. So seven, seven backpackers were killed in a span 
of two and a half years to hunt for Australia's most notorious killer. Um, backpackers sometimes hitchhike to get to where they need to be. The first attempt, at, but you should not hitchhike ever. Unless mm-hmm. you're using Uber or Lyft, then no. it's like paid hitchhiking. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's mostly safe. Mostly. Yeah. This is back in the 70s, I'm guessing. Um, before this is back, hitchhiking. back in the 80s, dangerous. I believe. Not, not, no, not, no, 93, actually. Sorry, in the 90s. Wow, people. God. Yeah, right in that area. But um, the first, first attempted victim... Name is Paul Onions. <laughs> he hitchhiked. Uh, I like that. What, what ethnicity is Paul? Um, he's 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 uh, English. He's from the UK. English. Yeah. Okay. He's, Brit- he's British. Well, yeah. I like him already. Yeah, Paul. Onions. Paul Onions is going to be a key figure in this case. So, just to let you just yes. to let you know. Yes. <laughs> he hitchhiked. 14 hours to Mel- to Melbourne or Melbourne, whatever you say, Melbourne, Australia, Melbourne. But before he got there, um, a man pulled a gun. Well, Paul was just like, I'm, I'm not, I don't need a ride or whatever. But the guy finally came over and said, like, you need a ride? Sure. Because he gets in his truck and the man pulled a gun on Paul. And then Paul ran and someone else saw him and took him took him um, away from the from the scene. So he got saved by 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 a stranger. Or, uh, or, uh, or like, else he would have been. Like in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, but he he. I'm not. I don't. I'm not sure what. The... Well, no, it's not because he didn't actually have anything really horrendous happen to him. He just almost. I never did. saw that movie. I didn't watch that probably, but um, uh, yeah, on my list as well. <laughs> a long okay. list of stuff I haven't seen yet, but. Um, but two bodies um, were found um, in the woods, and the backpack killer was on the loose. A 21-year-old Caroline Clark and a 22-year-old Joanne Walters were the first two victims in the in the Belangelo State Forest in New South Wales, Australia. Joanne had um, 14 stab wounds. Um, to her back, and then and the and some gun shot wounds on Caroline Clark. Um, it was used. It was a 22 caliber rifle was used, and only 55,000. I guess that is a rifle. Okay. Yes, and only 55,000 were sold in Australia at the time. So they're on the hunt for this one gun, a large amount to you know to scour, to look over. Mm-hmm. One year later. Uh, Bruce Pryor, a local, de- uh, a local, decided to do his own, his own, his own, his own search. Um, so he went back to the crime scene every weekend for nine months. And then, 19- October of '93, October '93, um, he finds human skeleton, and then there was another skeleton found. Then the police were on the case. So they found this one, and that place found one right not too far away from where that one was. So now they knew something was number four. So so there's four now that have been found so far, and 300 officers were on the on the on the look for the bodies. So it was a huge manhunt basically in Australia. It's like it's one of the hugest cases ever in Australia. 
history. Um, mm-hmm. Now, De- Deborah Forrest, you know, Deborah Everest and James Gibson in December of 1989 were planned to hitchhike to fe- a festival they had been missing for four years. So they've been gone for four years. Um, now they found them eventually with, with this, whole man, this whole manhunt and all that. Um, so um, James um, stab wounds to the spine. Um, Debbie, one stab wound to face, four back and the skull fracture, a jaw broken, and her, her, tight, her tights were used to tie her up. So she had mm-hmm. plenty of fractures, broken, broken. She was pretty much a quadriplegic at the time when she um, was stabbed and all that. Then the Malot, the Malot family of, was of uh, 14 brothers. And they were persons of interest from the very beginning. And so was Bruce Pryor, actually, who found the bodies. So that makes sense, though, you know. If you find the body, you, you, you're definitely going to be up for debate. At least. Well, yeah, they at least look at yeah. you. And he was cleared very easy in the process. So he's he his so Bruce Parr, if I get my mind in the first place, was cleared of whatever suspicion. Um, now as a girl that was twenty one years old, uh, Simone Schmidt Schmidt Schmidtle, she had eight stab wounds, um, puncture her lungs and heart, and then two two, two days later, um, two two more were found. Bodies were found. So right now, body count is at seven at the moment. Now, come back to Paul Onions again. Now, he calls the Australian authorities, but his statement was lost in the shuffle, and he was never called again. Called back. At that time. At that time. He wasn't called back yet. What's that? Oh, just mocking their incompetent police. That seems like pretty much, you know, every country though. Maybe well, this one was. I feel like the ones in South America, though, from our, the previous yeah. story, kind of take. Well, it's like their whole justice system is trash. Yeah, but this one was actually a different story because they have like thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of like uh, hints or you know leads. It just got lost in the shuffle. So, just yeah. one of those things, I guess, that happened in Australia. But considering how many things I lose in the shuffle, I guess I should not. <laughs> Be judgmental. It was the '90s too. It was like before, like the internet and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. came around. So it was harder back then, I guess. But I hear, I hear you. But in 1991, a 20-year-old um, Anja uh, Hapshid and boyfriend, at 21, Gabor Nukbauer. Um, Gabor was shot six times in the skull. And Anja was decapitated. Head was not found. Not a good one. Not a good sign. Um, I know the story from... I saw the movie before I'd ever heard anything about this Ivan Millet character. Mm-hmm. Okay. What, mo- what uh, movie is that? A movie called uh, Wolf Creek. Wolf Creek. Okay, I've heard of that before. Heard of that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Then investigators found an empty cartridge cases... 47 of them actually were found um, and it came back from only one weapon that went in for testing. So now we're on the, now we're on the hunt now for who could this be? Um, the profiler 
could be a family family of gunmen, fast car, criminal history. Um, Ivan Ivan Milot was a road worker for 16 years, just a great guy. <laughs> but um, he did spend most of his the 1960s in prison, so it wasn't that great of a guy, I guess. And uh, this now this action is taking place in the 90s. Yeah. And I think he had a pretty 80s mullet. Yep. I saw a picture yeah. of him. He looked really pretty goofy looking. Yeah, he, he did. He did. And then, uh, so Ivan sold his car to a fellow Australian, and police asked the gentleman who sold the car, or who bought the car, some questions. They find a bullet in front of the seat that matches Caroline Clark and Gabor Nugbauer. So now we're on, we're on the hunt here. We're getting closer. 1971, Ivan Malat was convicted to kidnapping and rape, was found not guilty in 71. Um, detectives talked to Alex Malott, and Alex gave investigators a backpack from Ivan, belonged to Simone Schmidl. So his brother, oh, that's his, his his bro said, "Here's a I have a thing from I got a thing from my brother Ivan. He, he gave me this, this backpack, and he's like, okay, let's, let's see what. In the, okay, now it's getting even, you know, even smaller search now." It seems like it should be very small. It's, yeah, it's like, like they on to like the yeah. So so they were first. They were first right in the in the lockdown was the first guys they they went out they went for. Um, so five months later, you know, five months after Paul Onions gave his statements that were lost, they found them. They found the statements, and everything mm. is lining up together. Police then call Paul Onions. And he ID'd the van. Um, he ID'd Ivan Malat and the, as the killer. So, on May twenty second, ninety four, ninety four, they arrest Ivan Malat and search his home. They found victims' clothing, tents, tons of guns, ammunition, hunting life, hunting um, life, a sword, a bag of the exact match of the gun used with the manual. And then finally. On July 1996, was found guilty of seven counts of murder. Police think he's guilty of more murders. Never, he never confessed to the murders. License is no chance of parole, so he's still in jail. Okay. Well, now he's kind of got his, his his little bit of fame yeah. movie, and I believe I have not watched it, but I think they somehow made a goddamn TV series. Hmm. Wolf on Wall Street. No, I wish that would probably be more fun. <laughs> I don't know. I don't plan on watching yeah. it. Uh, yeah, I did find the movie. I didn't really like it. I guess it was a uh, uh, effective in some ways. It did. It genuinely creeped me mm-hmm. out. But, uh, mostly just because you know it was uh, horrific violence, somewhat realistically portrayed. Yeah. So, uh, but. Yeah, and really, it's not Texas Chainsaw Yeah, we're down to our last case, and then we'll go get out of here and get some dinner and uh, get you on our ways. But um, all right, this is the last one. Is from... oh, I got more. Though. What's that? I got more, but it can it can be safe for later. I got a prequel to that movie I was talking oh. about. But uh, it for next time, maybe we should hear about this. Hmm? We'll sit, sit for next for next time. Um, okay, having, uh, all right. Dinner after this, so.
Um, okay. But uh, I, I apologize for that. Um, no, no, it's fine. It'll still the prequel will still be okay. there next have time. A little, have a little teaser, I guess, for the people out there. Um, <laughs> now this is uh, from Austria. Um, you know, just a great country to live in. You know, great, great folks. Great folks. Great folks. They're like German sort the of, music, aren't they? Yes, you know, it was in Vienna. Yep, yep. It's actually in a, this is called the, the Vienna Strangler. It's, it's a Johann a, uh, Jack. Um, it goes by Jack Unterberger. Now, this is the spring of, nine, spring of 91. Vienna, Australia, serial killer on the loose. Killing six workers, killing, killing six workers, four have gone missing. Um... One victim was strangled with her own underwear. Second mm. second victim strangled her with her own clothing. Another victim found the same condition. The fourth wasn't found for another year. Mm. Now, one week after the first two bodies were found, Jack was asking for an interview to like a local police um, reporter, I guess. How great is fear in Vienna? An interview was granted. Jack was also a reporter and author at the time. Uh, Wait, he's, a, he's, a, he's a reporter. He's an author. He's, like, he's an author. Oh, he's an author. Yeah. Okay. He's an author. Um, that's something to think of going forward. Um, he was. What's, what's, what's he write? Um, he has like a big. He had a big, big seller. Well, actually, after he got in prison, he prison he got really big in prison. Actually, so we'll get to that in a little, little bit, actually. Oh, he's a prison author. Okay. Well, he wasn't like an big time, but when he got to prison, like he went to reform, and he is a huge, uh, huge big time author in Austria. So, um, he all only that in a few moments or so. Um, now he was talking to sex workers about the, this unknown killer, which is you know him. <laughs> fifteen, fifteen years earlier, he was sentenced. All right. He was he was talking to sex workers about this unknown killer. Fifteen years earlier, was sentenced life in prison for murder in Germany. Um, he wrote his best-selling book in jail. He was paroled in 1980. Um, he, he he was a big celebrity in Austria. The police had no leads, no suspects. He retired. Uh, hold on. Dmx uh, sending me a message. 7 p.m. Ah, uh, he's reti- a retired detective. Is that that's good? I like having those in the story. Yeah, obsessed detectives are my favorite kind. Yeah, exactly. I get results, but it takes a while usually. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so let me see. So he's a big celebrity. The police had no leads, no suspects. A, re- a retired ex-investigator urged police to look into Jack. So he was under constant surveillance. Um, Actually, listen, all yeah. right. Yep. Now, Jack went to Los Angeles for five weeks, and the, mur- the murders stopped all of a sudden, you know? Um, he mm-hmm. returns, two sex workers are missing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so two more are missing when he gets back. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so Jack's brought back for questioning. His alibi did, did not check out, obviously. So, Valentine's Day, nine, 92, 
A warrant went out for his arrest, but wasn't there. He was on the run. Shocker. Um, his mom left him as a child and was forced to live on a shack with his grandpa. And he was abused, and, gram- and grandpa was deemed unfit parent, so he was in and out of foster care. Whoa, sudden flashback. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, that backstory. So grandpa is the abuser this time. Yep. 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 Uh, Grandpa's like an old man. Why is he taking it out on sex workers? I don't know. I don't know. Well, this is actually 15 years. This is a long time ago, but uh, this is like a a flashback, I guess, you know. Um, Age age 24, he's been arrested 16 times for (laughs) theft, rape, and kidnapping. Um, Hmm. In 74, he met 18-year-old Margaret... Schaefer, Jack suggests she gets in a car, finds a wooded area, assaults her, beats her with a steel rod, strangled her with her own bra. His girlfriend told police about it. So his girlfriend, Mark, uh, his girlfriend actually saw what happened. Um, mm. she, 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 she didn't know who he was before that. So, um, and now she knew, unfortunately. Um, uh, okay. Yeah, so he was charged and found guilty to life sentence, serves 15 years of life sentence, becomes, celebra- becomes a celebrity. A filmmaker decides to make a movie from Jack's autobiography of his life and his time in prison translation in, oh, he, his book, he, he, his, his book that he wrote in prison, um, translation in English was, it's called Purgatory in English. Purgatory That's the name in English. I'm not sure what it was in in Austria, yeah. but whatever. Yep. Um, we soon will find out that Jack was not reformed. June 1990, less than four months after his release, went to Prague, Czech Republic, murdered murdered some more. Um, uh-huh. Austria nine Austria 91. Austrian police investigate a string of murders, and Jack was under investigation, and he was on the run again. Now, L.A. had three unsolved sex worker murders while Jack was in Los Angeles. So he did not stop while he was in Los Angeles. Uh, February 92, Jack went on a run with his new girlfriend, 17-year-old girlfriend, Bianca. She moved in with him. She discovered he wasn't only a writer. She got a job in Switzerland, and he confessed to her what he has done. And he was suicidal. This uh, crazy... Uh, I said bitch, but yeah, went on the run with him. So Jack and Bianca were in Miami, Florida. So Bianca got a job as a stripper. Uh, Jack called into the radio show's news broadcast saying he isn't. Um, to talk about himself, basically. Uh, yeah, I, I Dmax sent me a text message. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, he calls in these these radio shows, news broadcasts, saying he isn't the murderer. And his fans r- r- rallied around him, um, and they thought Jack was being framed. Uh, the The police found red scarf from Jack's apartment in Vienna to one of the victims. Uh, police arrested Jack in Miami and transferred him to Aust- Austria. 
that was the trial of the century in Aust- trial of the century in Austria. Uh, prosecutors found strands of hair in Jack's hair matched victim from Prague. Jury finds Jack guilty in nine counts of murder and acquitted and oh and acquired on acquitted on two counts. The others only found bones, so they couldn't get those other ones um, declared. The last two things I have here. Um, he was sentenced to life in prison again, this time no parole. So, and then lastly, Jack said he, he will kill himself if found guilty and he hunt and he hunt himself uh, the same uh, nose. What? I'm sorry. He hunted himself. The same nose was the same as his. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Um, he hung him. I, I, I just, I just thought right, but he hung himself with the same, with the same noose the same as he used in his killing so well that's interesting boy they're pretty loosey-goosey with the evidence huh yeah just let them have it back i'm looking at these i'm looking at some pictures of them online now yeah yeah it's uh yeah some of them he looks like bill murray <laughs> and some of them he looks like eh, what the in God's name? This is in America. He's wearing a cowboy hat, and yeah. that, is, that is just ghastly. You know what picture I'm talking about? Yep. yep. That is just gross. Yeah. I mean, can't tell if he's intentionally looking horrible or that was. I mean, I guess it's supposed to have been in the '80s. Yeah. So. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So, what happened to his moron girlfriend? Um, she just went away. You know. Okay, but not like dead away. She just she uh, loved him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grew up a little. A lot. That's nice. She's only seventeen years old at the time. She's only seventeen years old at the time. So she's young and naive and all that. Yeah, she was probably already so fucked up. She was. She was never gonna be okay. I'm guessing. Oh yeah. So we've been on here for um, almost an hour and f- a long time. Um, Good lord. It's six fifteen right now. So. so. We've been on here for probably over two, almost two hours, um, just about. That's very late. We better eat something. Yeah, I'm going to go eat something myself. But I want to say thank you for coming on the podcast again about all these. Thank you for having yes, me. And once again, thank you for listening, subscribing, and supporting. So long. So long. All right.